Sunglasses by Sean J. Nigro. The man with the sunglasses stands straight with his hands tucked in the pockets of his dusty trousers. He wears a khaki suit, the color of the desert sand he stands upon with a faded red tie. Behind him is his chariot, an old black prison bus covered in a sprawling network of spider webs. The windshield is barely visible behind the webs, which reach up over the roof of the bus, where something sinister sits. It is either a spider with too many legs, or a crude taxidermy experiment comprised of multiple arachnids. Either way, it is frighteningly large. The many legs of this abomination stretch out on either side of the bus, held together only by a large human-like skull. It is the skull of a giant, long ago slain, perhaps by the man with the glasses himself, or perhaps the man simply likes the way it looks, adorning his only means of transportation. By day, across this barren desert landscape, like a Lovecraftian Jesus piece. By night, the man leaves his demented prison bus and park while he traverses the sands with means wholly his own. Sunsets, like the one the man admires now, are his favorite time of day. It is a time of anticipation. It is a prelude to ecstasy, to a feeding frenzy worth every monotonous sound in the slumber of the hive. Are you sure we should be doing this? Rome yelled to his brother, who had apparently already made up his mind. Darius had already disappeared into the old prison, leaving Rome alone in what was left of the prison yard. Rome kicked a small rock, sending it tumbling across the sand. Behind the prison, the sun was setting, casting an ominous shadow over him. They had come in through a hole in the barbar-topped fence that surrounded at least an acre of land around the complex. Come on, Darius, it's going to be dark soon. He tried once more, but knew it was useless. Once Darius had an idea, he was unstoppable, usually until the consequences of his actions came inevitably crashing down on him. That, Rome figured, was probably the reason Darius had never been able to make much of himself outside of owning a run-down strip club in the middle of nowhere. The common sense in their family rested on Rome, if he could manage to keep up. A sound like a maraca caught Rome's attention. A few feet away, a rattlesnake slithered over a rusty tire hub. It didn't appear to notice him, but Rome wasn't interested in taking chances. He ran up to the prison entrance and squeezed his body through the large metal doors that had been left ajar. Man, this place is gnarly, Darius's voice echoed through the hall. He popped his head out of a room at the far end. Rome walked slowly through the hall, avoiding spots of what looked like blood-stained floor. A waitress at a diner a few miles out had told him of this place. She said there had been a violent prison riot in the 80s. Not one security guard survived, and the inmates had all vanished. Just poof, into thin air, she said. Apparently, one of the inmates was her husband, 
expecting to be released a month after the riot occurred. Rome gulped, imagining what he would do if he stumbled upon a corpse. He imagined the eyes of the waitress's husband looking up at him in horror. But, of course, this could not happen if everyone had vanished. Not to mention, he thought, a corpse would be a skeleton by now. Darius, there could be squatters, meth heads. Rome thought of the snake. Rattlesnakes. Nothing was getting through to his brother. I can't speak for the snakes, but I think I can handle methies. You forget where I work. Rome laughed nervously. He wondered if Darius was referring to the customers or the strippers. Well, I saw a snake outside. I think they'll go for the warmth, little bro. Not much sun in here. There won't be much sun out there soon, Rome started, but stopped when he heard his brother shriek. Darius! He ran up the hall to the room Darius had disappeared into. Are you okay? Inside the room, Darius stood, laughing now. He wiped a bead of sweat from his forehead. Look at the size of that fucking thing! Darius pointed to the other side of the room, where a large tarantula sat motionless on a cracked urinal. You scared the shit out of me. Rome was not a fan of spiders, but he was relieved to find his brother hadn't been stabbed by a confused squatter. Although, he had to admit, the tarantula was unusually large. Lighten up. I'm just having some fun. Weren't you even the slightest bit curious about that riot the lady mentioned? I mean, isn't that prime riding inspiration? Darius was referring to the fact that Rome was supposed to be a rider. This entire trip had been a welcome-home excursion for him, having graduated college with a bachelor's in English. The only job he could imagine with that degree now was as a teacher. But his dream had always been to write like his idols, Stephen King, Clive Barker, even Lovecraft, despite the stigma around him now. Problem was... Rome didn't have the adventurous curiosity that his brother had, so most of what he wrote about was based on what he found online. Sure, I guess, but I could imagine it just fine from the car. I also would like to live to write about it, if possible. Jesus! They both flinched as the spider woke up. Its legs seemed to stretch out with an almost human-like gesture before it scurried back into the urinal disappearing down the drain. Um, Darius looked at Rome. All right, let's get out of here. He punched Rome playfully on the shoulder. No, I think I'd like to stay, explore a bit more, Rome joked. They stepped back out into the hall, which had grown darker with the setting sun. As they made their way back through the hall, Rome thought he heard skittering overhead. He glanced at Darius, who didn't appear to have noticed. He looked like he might have already forgotten about the spider and was plotting his next preposterous move. But they both stopped when the metal doors at the entrance creaked slowly open, casting a low light across the floor, illuminating one of the bloodstains. What the fuck is that? Darius looked uncomfortable. Rome would have teased him about this had he not wanted to know the same thing. Someone's coming in, Rome whispered. Come on. Darius pulled Rome into an adjacent corridor lined on both sides with jail cells. Rome followed, 
but thought he noticed the shadow of a person appearing in the doorway. Impossibly, the figure seemed to have extra arms above and below where his arms should have been. Probably a trick of the light. Jesus, watch out! Darius lifted his leg high over tarantula, similar to the one from the urinal. It skittered behind an overturned table. Who do you think it is? Rome asked, looking back to see if they were being followed. I don't know. Probably just a squatter, like he said. Thought you said you could handle them. I can. Darius straightened a little, attempting to appear confident. I just don't want to get into it right now. When they reached the other end of this hall, Rome helped Darius push a heavy door open. The rusty hinges creaked and echoed through the hall. Rome looked back again, but still could see no one. He couldn't see much of anything now, as the sun had finished its descent. And, despite the spiders, they pushed on deeper into the darkness. There were no windows in this part of the prison, but there was a sense of space that made Rome believe they were in the dining hall. He was certain of this when their footsteps echoed loudly throughout the room. Something like the sound of an engine hummed quietly outside, and lights overhead flickered on, revealing a dining hall that reminded Rome of the cafeteria at his school. Some of the tables appeared to have been collapsed by force, and there were more bloodstains and odd spaces around the room. Hungry? Darius laughed nervously. I could go for some greasy fries. Rome smiled, but did not laugh. His heart was racing now. They both looked at each other with fear in their eyes when they heard the footsteps in the hall outside the dining hall. The kitchen. Rome understood immediately and ran with Darius to a lunch bar, which appeared to still have tubs of moldy food. He fought the urge to throw up as they ducked behind the bar below one of the tubs. Some of the moldy food was splattered across the floor, and he nearly slipped on some of the mess. Darius put a finger over his mouth to shush him. The footsteps grew louder as the person, whoever it was, stepped into the dining hall. Rome thought he heard him sniffing. The footsteps sounded closer now. There was another long sniff, and then an exhale of air. And then, silence. After a minute... Darius looked at Rome, who shrugged. They were startled when they heard what sounded like fingers pattering on a tabletop. One, two, three. One, two, three. In quick succession. Soon, the pattering grew longer. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Still rapidly, as if multiple secretaries were expressing their aggravation at being asked to phone their busy boss. Then the pattering became rapid bursts of up to eight and sixteen notes. Had multiple people come into the room? The pattering stopped. All they could hear was the sound of their breath, which they were trying hard to hold at low decibels. Then the crunching began. It sounded like sticks, or bones, breaking. The sound became amplified and multiplied with its echo throughout the room, so that it surrounded the brothers. Darius put his hands over his ears. Rome just listened, mesmerized. Soon the sound began to feel comforting to him, 
and he thought he could fall asleep to it before the room became silent again. Rome said something when the lights went out. They sat in the dark, feeling colder now with the desert heat dissipating. Rome thought about what Darius had said about snakes looking for warmth. He wondered which fate he would prefer. Murdered by a mysterious squatter, bitten by a rattlesnake, or something jostled his hair. Darius, he whispered, but he could feel Darius next to him, apparently frozen in fear. He could feel that his arm was next to his own. Something jostled his hair again, this time in multiple places. He felt a slight weight on his pant leg. Darius! Darius still did not answer. Something tickled his arm. The engine sounded again, and the lights flickered on. Adrenaline pumped through Rome's veins when the light revealed tarantulas crawling all over him. There was a warm weight upon his head as multiple furry appendages crept over his eyelids. He jumped up, brushing the creatures off his body and backed into a wall behind the bar. He saw now why Darius hadn't answered. A thick white silk completely covered his brother, revealing only his terrified eyes. Rome looked over the lunch bar at who had been following them, or what. In the middle of the dining hall, at a table that had not collapsed, sat a man with sunglasses. The man sat perfectly straight and seemed to stare ahead, away from Rome. Out of his back poked black, spindly arms, and Rome knew now how the pattering had been possible. The man turned his head toward Rome suddenly and smiled. Rome screamed and ran back to the door they came in through. The man did not move. He ran through the hall, stepping over more tarantulas that seemed now to be pouring down the walls and out of the jail cells. He did not know if the man was following him, but he did not want to look back. He tripped over the overturned table where the spider from before had gone, feeling thousands of legs grasping at his hands as he caught himself on the floor. He brushed them away again and turned into the main hall, seeing moonlight peeking through where the entrance to the prison had been left open. If he could make it to the car, he would be safe. He could go for help. But where? They were miles from anything. The last sign of human life that they had seen, besides the prison, was the diner. Then that would be where he would drive. But who would believe him? Rome's mind raced as he fell onto the sand outside the prison. He could see Darius's car just beyond the fence. Focus, Rome. He stood up and started running as fast as he could. Behind him, he heard skittering, but he refused to look back. He was nearly out of breath when he got to the car, and his heart sank in his chest when he realized the mistake he had made. The door was unlocked, but Darius had been the one driving. Darius had the keys. Fuck me. Rome got into the car, slamming the door shut behind him and pressing the lock button. He forced himself to look back at the prison. All he could see was the abandoned complex, looking even creepier in the moonlight. Why the fuck had he followed Darius inside? This was supposed to be a fun trip, a celebration for his achievements, and, he thought, a good luck to the rest of his life. Truthfully, he had been terrified to enter the real world. 
He did not want to end up like his brother. He did not want to spend the rest of his life waiting tables like the woman at the diner. He just wanted to write. Well, now he had something to write about. He started laughing. Quickly, his laughter became almost maniacal. He didn't know if he was dehydrated or just losing his mind. Maybe this had all been a dream, a product of a mind that was destined for delusions, just like their mother's. Yes, that was it. They hadn't mentioned her on the trip, but it was the thing that had been creeping in the back of both of their minds all along. Mom was gone. Mom was gone before she had taken her own life. And, deep down, Rome knew that what he was most afraid of was becoming like her, losing his grip on reality itself. Rome found his thoughts cut off abruptly by a large thud on the top of the car. He sat perfectly still, seeing nothing around the car or by the prison. The air was dead silent. Suddenly, four black legs came crashing through the windshield, lunging toward Rome's face. Rome woke up in the dark. He could feel that he was sitting in a corner, his back against a cold wall. The cold was made worse by the peculiar fact that his shirt was no longer on him. None of his clothes were on him anymore. He sat somewhere, completely naked, surrounded by the darkness, trying to remember what had happened. But his memory seemed to cut off at the precise moment the windshield came raining down on him. Darius, he tried. His voice felt small. There was no echo, like there had been in the dining hall. He guessed now he was in a small room. Something rustled close to him. Darius, is that you? Rome realized then that there was a powerful scent coming from somewhere in the room. He sniffed, finding he was enjoying this scent. It made his stomach growl, and he realized he had not eaten since the diner, which was hours ago, maybe longer now. There was a rustling again. Rome felt a pain in his back. He sat up straighter, attempting to stretch. Darius, where are we? The pain began to feel unbearable, like something was pushing out of his back from within. At the same time, that scent grew stronger, and he found himself conflicted by its presence, almost arousing him as the pain became like razor blades splitting his back open. He stood, groaning, holding himself against the wall. A light overhead flickered on, and Rome fell back into the corner, startled by what he saw. In the middle of the room, suspended from the ceiling in a cocoon of white silk, was his brother, looking back at him in terror but unable to speak. Behind him stood the man with the sunglasses, smiling. The pain grew worse as Rome watched the spider legs emerge from behind the man, who was looking at Darius now, his mouth drooling. Blood fell to the floor as the man lunged his spider arms into Darius's back, pulling chunks of meat to his mouth. Rome fell forward onto the floor, writhing with the pain coming from his own back. There was a tearing sound, and he could feel the pain begin to dissipate with the pressure of things exiting his body. That sound, like snapping sticks, filled the room. 
The smell became so strong that he realized he was drooling like the man with the sunglasses. He brought himself to his feet, but his arms were limp. It was his other arms he was using now, almost instinctively, like they had been there the whole time, just waiting to sprout forward. He felt strong. Darius's eyelids grew weak with the life being drained from him. The scent of his blood beckoned Rome toward him. Rome sniffed once more. He hadn't eaten in so long. The man with the sunglasses continued to feast, oblivious to the mess he was making. Darius closed his eyes in submission, and death came quickly as the spindly appendages came lunging toward him. Far, far too many limbs to count. <laughs>